Hi, this is Dan Morrell, host of Skydeck. I wanted to ask for a quick favor. We're running a two-minute, 10-question listener survey that will really help us continue to bring you these great, engaging stories of HBS alumni. You can find the survey at alumni.hbs.edu slash survey. Again, that's alumni.hbs.edu slash survey. And beyond the survey, if you ever want to drop us a note, you can find us at skydeck at hbs.edu. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, now for today's show. Today's episode of Skydeck features alumni weighing in on where and when they do their best thinking. The podcast team collected these thoughts during spring reunions this year, and several weeks later, as I sat down to think about this introduction, I wondered how I would answer that question. I was at my desk, and I turned away from my computer, and I stared out my window, which overlooks a sprawling playground filled with skateboarders and pickup basketball players, and I realized I did that every time I really had to think about something, to push away from my desk and get away from my screen. Essentially, I'm sort of physically and mentally separating myself from my work. That's one of the threads you'll hear in many of these responses, that people often have better ideas about their work when they are disconnected from it. Okay, hope you enjoy the show. Cedric Bobo, uh, MBA class of 2004. I do an after-school drop-off. I mean, I always find I've got three sons. Whenever I drop them off, it, um, having not been raised with a dad in the house, there's always something certainly pretty meaningful for me about drop-off, then I'm exhausted. Uh, and I go to little coffee shops and take 30 minutes of just sort of deep breaths and just sort of think about the sort of imprint I want to leave on the day. And so coffee shops are always fun people watching, but also great times to think and reflect. Rich Alton, Section E, class of 2009. So I work uh, out of a home office, and I have five kids, and so there's lots of noise around. So I do my best thinking whenever I put on my noise-canceling headphones. My trick to doing good thinking is I set a timer where I'm just, all I'm going to do is I'm either going to brainstorm, or I'm just going to write, or I'm just going to think about this one problem. So I put on the noise-canceling headphones, set a timer, close the email app, and just am able to focus in just on that one thing. Lindsay Ronga, uh, class of 2009. This is an easy one for me. Okay, I do my best thinking during yoga. It's a time when I quiet the mind. And I think a lot of other times my mind is constantly going with um, how do I manage my three children in my life, in the logistics, in the work, in the eating disorder coaching. When I'm doing yoga and I'm moving my body, I'm able to get out of my head and quiet the voices and the noise in my head. And that's the time where I'll have the most clarity about what needs to happen next. Hi, I'm Hem Suri, class of 2009. Well, I think when I'm in solitude, so either uh, when I'm running outside in the trails or beaches in San Diego, that's where I live right now, or when I'm on a treadmill without any distraction of electronic media, just talking to myself. Scott Cabot, 1999. I do my best thinking away from work. I think I usually have my revelations in the shower or out exercising. You know, I live in the Bay Area. I love to get out and run and bike and hike. And I think that those are kind of the real kind of head clearing opportunities. And yeah, I have a lot of revelations and long showers. My wife isn't super happy about, you know, my using up all the hot water, but it's, it's, it's where I think it's part of my process. Sean Kandawala, 2004. Probably late at night when the kids are in bed. (laughs) 
and everything from the day sort of wound down a bit, you know, and you have that downtime to kind of actually stop working and running and start thinking. So, so for me, I'm an entrepreneur and I, there's no real work hours per se. I'm also a mom, so there's no real work hours, but I do have that, you know, I can always plan for sort of alone time or thinking time around 9 p.m. at night. So I'd say 9 p.m. at night is probably the time. <laughs> Diane Escher, 2009. I have become a, a morning person with children and everything else. You gotta get up with the sun. So I would, I would definitely say in the morning with a cup of coffee in those fleeting moments of quiet. I do often also keep a pen and paper by the bed because as I head to sleep, if something's in my mind, get it on paper so I can sleep. Steve Papa, 1999. So I fly a lot globally, and it turns out my most creative thinking is typically after about 12 hours of jet lag and trying to get through in the morning, and you just have the craziest ideas when you're waiting for some meeting. That's what I found reliably is makes me think in new ways. Wei Zhang, MBA 1999. So now I live in LA. Um, but at the same time, I also manage a team in China. So my work day is, during the day I work uh, US time, and then about five o'clock, China starts to kick in. So, and then I work the night shift in China hour. But then my best time is actually after 8.30 p.m., after my son goes to sleep. I have this golden three, four hours that it was just so uninterrupted. I was not at the office, so I was not distracted. I was at home and um, I could just um, be by myself. And uh, when it's quiet at night, even though um, people are sleeping, but China is still busy and so happening. And then I just felt time was so well spent in the middle of the night to think, to figure things out. Um, yeah, so that's when I do my best thinking, is, uh, in the middle of the night. Jackie Burgos, MBA 2014. Okay, so I love the ocean and I live in New York and I think that's where I get the most clarity. So I feel like I don't do a lot of great thinking most of the time if I'm living in New York, but I try to get to the beach as much as I can because I just love how calming it is and how I kind of like really get out of my own head and I think that helps me do the best thinking. Uh, Rick Akian, 2009. What I noticed with me that happens when I see areas of collision and conflict because I see latent opportunities or problems that can be solved. And I grew up in a small town and it's grown pretty dramatically since I was born from 20,000 people to 150,000 people. And it's a beautiful area. I see this kind of old school development happening, you know, in these big box stores and, and people coming in and buying huge city blocks and, and making these really kind of boring areas to hang out with. And so when I'm there, um, it's starting to me to think about, can I create some kind of quirky farm to table, like shipping containers and restaurant incubator and something that's really unusual and very different there. And so I, those areas of conflict help me start seeing, well, there's this beautiful area that we're just kind of bulldozing and building all these mass stores on where I'm like, is there a way to protect that beauty or even create some harmony between the buildings we build with the environment that we live in and and 
So I think that's where I do my best thinking. Skydeck is produced by the External Relations Department at Harvard Business School and edited by Craig McDonald. It is available at iTunes and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. For more information or to find archived episodes, visit alumni.hbs.edu slash skydeck.